Hi, everybody. Welcome to Artifice episode 143. I hope you are enjoying season seven so far. I hope you listened to and loved last week's episode with poet Catherine Coles. And today we're back with a great conversation between me and a muralist who does, um, yeah, murals and, and other like set design kinds of things, all sorts of visual art, owns a gallery, many, many things. Um, and I wanted to say, you know, so normally I record these episodes, like I like to record a whole season in advance. So I kind of like know, you know, what the whole thing is going to look like before I start releasing it. So usually that's a six month period, like I record for six months and then release for six months while I'm recording like the next episode. But because of this knee injury, it's been more like nine months and I have like really forgotten these conversations. So last week when I was like re-listening to Catherine's episode to, um, to edit, and then this week listening to Elias's episode, I just feel like overwhelmed by, you know, how cool, how cool these conversations are. I just had forgotten and like, just, uh, you know, finding all these like incredible little nuggets of wisdom and just, you know, brilliant insights from these guests. It's just, I'm, I'm digging it. Like it feels totally fresh. And I'm like, I, I, it doesn't feel familiar really at all. And I love it. It's awesome. So it's just like a fun experience that I'm having kind of like re-listening to these episodes and just thinking like, who wouldn't love this? Like, so I hope you're feeling that way. And if you are, as always, please drop me a line. I'd love to know how you're thinking about it. So, um, Elias and I had this conversation probably in like June of 2022. Um, it's been a while now. Um, and now it's coming to you and some things have changed in all of our lives since then. Um, but these nuggets of wisdom are where they remain. Um, okay. Elias has written his bio, his like artist statement in the first person. And sometimes when I translate first person to third person, I get a little clunky. So sorry in advance, but I, I think I can pull it off. Okay. So here's a little bit more information about Elias. Elias is an artist based in Salt Lake City, Utah. He was born and raised in Texas and moved to Utah in 2014. He spent two years serving a mission for the LDS Church in Mongolia. His passion has always lied within visual art. These days, he's been painting film sets for an upcoming Apple TV show set to launch later in 2023. We did not talk about this in the episode, probably because it hadn't happened yet. Um, but it sounds awesome and I'm excited to know more. Um, his personal work explores the relationship between memories throughout time and space and what we perceive as reality. He pulls from a lifelong fascination with exploration characterized by dreamlike figures that intertwine current fashion and culture iconography. He aims to create combinations of imagery born from things recognized and things yet undiscovered, which is just so cool. Um, yeah, I don't have any announcements. Um, I'm working on some stuff, but not quite ready to say anything super definitive exactly yet. Um, so I guess we'll just dig right in. Here comes a conversation with artist Elias Lorenzo. Enjoy. Great art almost feels like magic. It opens our minds to brand new ideas and teaches us to see ourselves and our world more clearly. Of course, behind all great art, there are artists. And I think that's where the real magic happens. As we go beneath the art itself to explore how artists do what they do, we see glimpses of the sorts of creativity and resilience that lead to the art that moves our world. And maybe we can learn to borrow some of that magic for our own thinking. 
that's the goal here. And now that we're on the same page, let's dive in. I'm Emily Merrill, and this is Artifice. Um, well, this is going to be, I think, the very beginning of season seven of the podcast. Sweet. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Well, I'm happy to have you here. I've been trying to find a muralist to interview for a long time. Right. So I'm excited. I'm How excited did you to... find me? Um, Shiloh Despain. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she, I, I just released her episode. Um, it was like the finale of season five and then cool. season six is coming out in uh, July. So... That's awesome. Well, let's get started. Um, so I always like to start by talking with people about like kind of how their creative development started in their childhood. Cool. Um, so I'd love to know like kind of just what you were like, what evidence was there in your earliest childhood that you were like, you know, destined for creativity? Yeah. Like what were you up to? Um, oh boy. So I was... <clears throat> It's kind of a long story. Please. I was raised as an only <laughs> child, okay. kind of. So I spent a lot of time just hanging out by myself. Just, Where did you grow up? Uh, so I grew up in Texas. I'm from okay. Dallas, Texas. Okay. I like, went to school at North Texas. I went to UNT. Oh, okay. So awesome. I lived out there for like six years. So I was born in Denton. Oh, really? Small yeah, world. <laughs> born in Denton. <laughs> wow. Uh, raised in Allen. And okay, then cool. kind of grew up between Allen and Dallas. How old are you? I'm 31. Okay. Yeah. Um, one of my best friends for, or one of my roommates in college went to Allen high school. Okay. She's probably the same age as you. Who was um, it? Tara Piles. Okay. She yeah. was on Doesn't the cross country team. But anyway. Was such, yeah. I had like 1800 people in my I know it's a huge school. Class. She, she told me that too. It was but, wild. but yeah. Um, yeah. So grew up in Texas, uh, only child I was adopted. And so both of my parents before they met each other, uh, were married once before. So there was like children from there. So they okay. were kind of in Steps. and out. Yeah. In and out. But for the most part, I was an only child, always uh, playing Legos by myself and just hanging out. Yeah. Um, I used to get a lot of books from the library and just take them home and then like recreate them. Try to like draw things from them. Yeah. I would yeah. just like steal uh, computer paper from our computer and just like staple it together and then just page for page, oh, just wow. draw and copy the the words and all that stuff. Like, Books about sharks and, yeah. you know, weird. Like uh, the eyewitness books, isn't yeah, that what they're called? Exactly. Yeah, or, like right. trucks and, yeah. and stuff like that. I and then, like those too. Um, yeah, just always drawing. Uh, I got introduced to like watercolor paints, I think in like first or second grade. So Just like at fun. school. Mm -hmm. Are your parents creative? Like what was the environment like? Yes. Yeah, tell uh, me about them. So my mom is extremely creative. Uh, she's a professional cosplayer now. Wow. But growing up, she was always like that mom that was in, in the classroom. She would find excuses to throw parties yeah. and like make all the decorations and make, if it was like a, I don't know, like a clown themed party, she'd show up dressed as a clown. She'd give like go all out. Yeah. All, all the time. Like always. So giving you like full permission to kind of like imagine, oh, yeah. create things. That's oh yeah. Beautiful. Always. And what about your dad? Uh, dad was more of just like supportive and not so much the creative type, a lot more like analytical, okay, cool. uh, you know, math and science and history and stuff like that. But it was a perfect balance because he would always tell me about the historical side of stuff. And then that would make me want to read books about right. it and, and all that. So sparking your imagination. Yeah. So do, do your parents like when they talk about what you were like as a child, like how did they describe it? Like, did they notice you were creative right oh, away? Yeah. 
Tell me more. I mean, they see what I do now and they're just like, well, obviously. I love it. Obviously love you're, it. you're doing all this crazy stuff. It's like not surprising at all. And did you know, like, like I, I love to ask this question to creatives because I'm, I'm, I'm really interested in like childhood identity. Like yeah. it, it's just a fascinating topic. And yeah. I, I remember as a child feeling like, like, I don't know if I would have used the words like I'm I'm a creative or like I'm creative, yeah. but I definitely felt like something was going yeah. on. Do you what do you there's definitely a lot of that? Like I was always drawing, always, like I said, always had a bunch of books of like either art books or just weird. Uh, like, again, the eyewitness, yeah. more like picture books, stuff like that. But then in about sixth grade. Um, this kid showed me like an anime book and I was watching a lot of anime at home, like on Saturdays. And I was just like, this is so cool. It's like people drew this stuff, but then they made it come to life. Like my mind was blown. So I just was drawing that all the time. And then, uh, like seventh, eighth grade. Um, so in Texas, it's kindergarten through sixth grade is elementary school. Seventh and eighth grade is middle school. So when I got to middle school, I got heavily involved in a bunch of art classes I got like most artistic in the yearbook and like stuff like that. And I was starting to pick up a lot of momentum of just like that kid in class. It's like, oh, we have this kind of building your identity around. Yeah. Cool. We we have a project to do and we need like an art portion art Elias. You're the obviously you're going to do the art part. So I was like, okay, cool. I love that. Okay, I have one more question about before that, when you're kind of more doing it just by yourself, like not so much in school, but at home. Were you like, what do you remember about, you know, maybe like having a goal or like trying to get better? Like how did, how were you kind of thinking about or, or just doing like practice as a kid? Hmm. Cause you know, sometimes it's just like play. And then when you're yeah. a teenager, it's like, it starts to kind of, and sometimes for children, it's like, there's, there's definitely like a, you can see like practice happening yeah. or like, you know, children kind of challenging themselves. Um, I don't ever f- I don't feel like there was ever any, um, like goals in mind for me. I just did it because I, I don't know. That's a good question. Or even a goal of just like, I want to be able to draw, you know, this well. Not really. I just, just did pl- it because just that's just what I, it, it was just so natural for me. Yeah. It was just like. What did it like do for you? Um, I don't know. I just, <laughs> it, it was just so natural to me and it was yeah. just such like a like a nor- became such a normal thing for me to yeah. be doing that I just didn't really think about it yeah. uh, in any other way other than like, oh, this is what I, this yeah. is what this I am, this what, is what I like to do. It's kind of how you play. Yeah, get um, home from school, just start drawing. Like, just, Yeah, were you mostly just using like pencils or did you use color? Like what were your kind of, you said you did a little watercolor. Um, mostly pencils and like uh, colored pencil, I think when I, Got a little bit older, I started using markers, but for the most part, it was just like pencil. Yeah. Just Did you have like nice colored pencils? Uh, not until I got way older. I'm always, no. I was curious. I'm always curious about this, especially because I've done like, you know, about 150 interviews now. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I interview people who have, um, mediums that like cost money, yeah. I always think that like, I always just feel like it's an interesting thing. Like to imagine, you know, asking a parent for art supplies or like, oh, yeah. you know, I always feel like if, if it's a thing that's happening, I want to know about it. Yeah. Growing <laughs> up, uh, it was mainly just pencils and like maybe some crayons here and there. Uh, it sounds like your mom had art supplies around. And that's the thing. Yeah. There was just like giant tote 
bags and like tubs just full of anything I could possibly imagine. But I mainly just use pencil. Did you have any other mediums? Like, were you writing any stories? Did you do any music? Yeah, I used to write stories, just like fun little uh, like stuff about like ninjas versus pirates and like weird stuff like that. Naturally, Um, I did a lot of. I played with a lot of action figures and like build war movie scenes in my backyard and like dig holes and like dig trenches. I feel like that's where a lot of my creativity came yeah. from because I was a perfectionist when it came down to that, like making full blown, you know, battle scenes. I would like get shovels and like put it halfway into dirt and then just like kick it to make the dirt fly up and look like explosions. And, like, I love it. All of that stuff. I love these kinds of things. I, my, my friend David, who I interviewed, um, like a couple years ago, he said something like that he has always been like a visionary. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's like a, a weighty word, but I feel like a lot of us are like that. Like yeah. I, I love seeing a child. I love like stories of like a child having like a vision and being a perfectionist yeah. about it. And you know, like as a child, you're not being a perfectionist. Cause like, I mean, hopefully, cause yeah. you think that you need like to impress somebody or being a perfectionist. Cause like you need it to be right. Exactly. <laughs> cause you have a vision. Yeah. I remember seeing it a certain way on like a war movie. And I'm like, okay, I have to do that. And that's where a lot of my creativity started to pick up. Cause then I would start asking my dad, like, Hey, I want to build this like uh wooden structure for like a fort, yeah. but for my GI Joes. And he's like, all right, I'll show you how to use I power tools. That and, too. Like, like, yeah. That's well, so wonderful for a parent to like indulge like your project ideas Mm -hmm. and like that kind of whimsy. I think that's amazing. And I, I teach, I teach at UVU and I feel like this internal motivation is like, it's so fascinating to me because like some of my students have it and some of them don't like some of my students are really talented. Um, but they don't have that kind of like that vision of like, I see this thing and I will make it happen. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's like when it, when it, a lot of little kids, like when they have it, they, nobody taught it to them. It's yeah. just like, it's just one of those things you have. That's kind of why, what I was, I guess, trying to explain when like, I I didn't really have a goal Yeah. when I was a kid of just drawing. It's just like, well, I don't know why I do it. It's just like, I see that as the goal. Like yeah. if you have this vision, like I don't, I, yeah, sometimes I don't know like the right words for things, but that's kind of yeah. what I mean of like being motivated or like you know, doing things that, cause like, I feel like these creating these scenes in your backyard, even if it all feels like play to you as a child, it's also like work. Yeah, like That's a lot of work. Yeah. And a lot of kids would just be like, they wouldn't have the motivation to do that. Yeah. There's something, there's something like a but, hunger. Yeah. I took it very seriously. Like, especially during summer times, like I wouldn't really, it was before the age where I was like old enough to just like hop on my bike and go around the neighborhood and play with everybody. But I was like, in my backyard from like sun up to sundown. You're working. Wait up. Yeah. <laughs> I even remember asking my dad, like very strategically planning out in my head of like, okay, all of this like stuff is great, but it's missing something. Like I need fire. Like I need, <laughs> oh I need some like scenes with fire and stuff. Yeah. So I was just like, um, Hey, Hey dad, uh, I'm in the backyard and I'm making this scene. And I was just wondering like, can I like light a few things on fire? And he's just like, like all right. I'll show you like, show you how to do it. And like showed me the whole, like, uh, you get like a spray can and like the match and like the candle and like, like, so were you like, were you taking pictures or like what? It was just like to play in. Yeah. You were just creating a scene to play in. (laughs) Yep. Just for my imagination. I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of sculpture 
or like installation work yeah. or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Cool. My mom was not so happy with it. And the, the <laughs> neighbors like definitely, oh yeah, the neighbors <laughs> definitely called again like, hey, Elias is like digging a trench on the side of your house and like filling it with water. <laughs> so yeah. Just like I love it though. Crazy. And I love that your parents were like supportive of that. Even yeah. if your mom was like, but my yard, yeah. <laughs> like the fact that they like, I'm sure if you were just like out there just digging and there was no goal, they would be like, stop that. Yeah. But like, like knowing that you had like, it was yeah. a project and you had like a creative vision. I'm sure that yeah. like, even still like, uh, so my dad's really into like gardening and, um, turning the backyard into his little like oasis oh, and he'll still like he'll be digging up something and find like a gi joe leg <laughs> or like find a toy car or something yeah. he's like found this and, you know probably from it. when you were like eight just i love it blowing stuff up it that's awesome. that's amazing that's huge that's such a big thing um were you ever like writing stories and illustrating your own stories or were those things like kind of mm, separate they were kind of separate it was a little too much for me to try and like connect sure. the like I would see it in my head and it was, uh, so like, I don't know. I remember like the pirates versus ninjas thing. Like that was just a little too much for me to like try too and draw, yeah. but I would then just draw like my own kind of like either draw a story or write it, but not do not both. both. Yeah. Sure. And were you doing any music? Um, I used or to like else? make beats and, uh, I had a piano and, or I had like a little keyboard I forgot about that. I had a keyboard and a guitar, like an electric guitar, because I, I got really into Jimi Hendrix. Cool. And my parents, yeah, they just let me. When you were like little or like a teen? Uh, like Maybe a little older. Maybe a little older, like 13, And you were 14. making beats like in Pro Tools, in Logic, in oh, GarageBand? Oh, no, I would just find like uh, on certain like game websites in the early oh, days sure. of the internet. Yeah. It was just like you could play like CartoonNetwork.com games or something, and then they'd have like a little music maker and you can like oh, cool. click on different things and yeah. stuff like that. So. so you were kind of like exploring a little yeah. bit. And last question, what about like things you were taking in? Like, was there any media? I mean, you said anime. Was there any like, yeah, books, movies, music, like other things mm. that had like a big, that were a big part of your like, um, creative inspiration from my childhood. Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of video game magazines. I cool. would get like these giant stacks of video game magazines. I think it's called like Game Informer and it would talk about all the latest video games. And But I liked all of the characters cool, and like all of the artwork and uh, all the concept art. And they would have these big packs of them at like a, there's a place in Texas called Half Price Books. It's like yeah. a book thrift store. I've been there. Yeah. I, was, yeah, I used to hang out there all the time, get art books and all sorts of weird stuff. But yeah, a lot of video game magazines. I used to always um, go there to try to find textbooks because I was yeah. like too poor. <laughs> like, can I find the textbooks that I need like used here? Yeah. yeah. Um, a lot of movies. My family's super big into movies. We always like quote movies and all that yeah. kind of stuff. So a lot of movies, um, video game magazines cool weird music so by the time you're in like seventh eighth grade and your friends are starting to like bring you in to do like the art parts of the project were you like identifying as an artist like did you feel like i'm an artist or like do you remember kind of um, what you're not so much at like? that point i was just like i i didn't really know that that was like a thing sure i just thought it was like well i'm a kid and i like to ride my bike i like to skateboard i like to do art i like right. to do karate like all that stuff i didn't really like it hadn't quite gripped me sure at yeah. that point yet but I, it was definitely on the top of my 
list of things that I love to do. Like to do. Yeah. Um, and then it was like right around that time you were taking like a bunch of art classes at school. Yeah. Any kind of like teachers that had a big influence or like new mediums or new kind of light bulb moments? Mm, I did have a really cool teacher in maybe eighth grade who taught me how to paper mache and I cool. made like a paper mache samurai. And then that, I think that was the first time I did a self-portrait. Cool. And that was, that was interesting. But um, it wasn't until high school that I had like a really solid art teacher. Let's that, like, move into high school. Tell cool. me about it. Um, man, so high school, I kind of drifted away from the art a little bit. Like I was still doing art and stuff at this point. Um, I got really into graffiti. Cool. So my uncle, that's what kind of really shifted gears for me. I, I think I was in ninth or 10th grade. My uncle gave me this uh, graffiti documentary DVD wow. and then a pamphlet to a local graffiti shop that sold like um, spray paint that's specifically for aerosol art yeah. and graffiti. And they had like skateboards and uh, like turntables for rap stuff. And I went there and I was just, cool. my mind was blown. Life has changed forever. Had you noticed graffiti before then? Like, how do you get into graffiti? Um, I had noticed a little bit just like from cool stuff on the internet and like, uh, again, like random computer games that would be like, okay. paint so the side of this like train. in the world. Not like, so much okay. in the world, but mainly on the internet. But then I got that graffiti DVD. It's called Infamy. And then that kind of like opened my eyes to like graffiti as an art form. Yeah. And then uh, my parents took me to that graffiti shop where I got the pamphlets from and wow. was able to buy a couple of cans of spray paint and they let me like do a little mural in my room and stuff. That's it was, amazing. It's pretty cool. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. did your did your parents like I mean, if if I had said to my parents like I I'm interested in graffiti, they would have been like do we need to put you in like a correctional program? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, did your, did your parents already like know that graffiti like was more um, or like, was that a brand new idea think, to them? I think they knew for me that it wasn't like the vandalism side. Sure. It was more of like, I like these letter forms. It's a new style of art. It's uh, more of like the art, like cool colors and all of that yeah. stuff. So they were very supportive of that. Can I ask, are your parents white or black? So interesting question. Yeah. My dad is white. My mom is black, but I'm adopted. Right. You had and said so you're adopted. That's why I was wondering. My parents like, had adopted me, but I was adopted. Like all of that was arranged before I was born. Yeah. So it's like, that's my mom and dad. Yeah. But my biological parents, my dad's black and my mom's white. Okay. So it's, it's like a, a swap. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, the reason I'm wondering is like, you know, I think part of the reason I started this podcast is like, I, I'm curious about people. I'm curious about creativity. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about art. And one of the things I'm like most fascinated about in the world as a person is just like the idea that we have just inherently different perspectives. Yeah. I just find it really fascinating. And like, you know, I love it when I have guests that tell me things that I'm just like, I have never thought about that like that yeah. before. And yeah, I'm wondering if it's something that like, I'm wondering if like the, the fact that like, my, I don't think my parents would know that like graffiti could be anything other than vandalism. Yeah. And, but that might be because my parents are white. It might be because they're Mormon. It might be because they're like suburban, like, yeah. but I'm curious about like, you know, just culturally, like how your parents like would have known or like would have thought about, cause Alan is like, it's pretty a suburb like, and it's like yeah. pretty, like it's, it's like pretty, upper middle class. And, yeah. Right. I don't think they really, um, I mean, I'm sure they probably knew, but I don't think they really like, 
um, maybe had any concerns or anything like you that. Like They're just like, kind oh, of introduce cool. that idea to yeah. them, and they just like they, they were just super supportive you. of everything that I wow. ever did. That's beautiful. Because um, I had a lot of friends that were like heavily into sports, and they were like sports kids, and yeah. their parents were sports parents of sure. like yelling at football games and stuff. And I I played a lot of sports growing up just to kind of try and fit in and find yeah. myself. And they were, my parents were the ones that were like, Hey, if you want to play, you can play. If you don't, yeah. then you don't, but just don't like do anything you don't want to do. Your parents are like, just cool. Yeah. Your exactly. parents are just really cool. So I told them like, Hey, I want to spray paint this cool stuff. Cause my mom growing up, I would rearrange my room at least once every month. And it kind of seemed like a hole in the room. And then once every couple of years we would repaint. So I had like, cool. as a kid, I had like giant paint splatters that looked like, you know, dripping wow. paint and stuff. Yeah. And then, she would just be like, all right, time to change. And then she would paint the walls blue. And then two years later, she would paint it like, you know, funny little characters. That's amazing. Stuff Have like you that. asked her about like where that comes from? Like that feels like a philosophy, like, or do you have any theories about like what, why? <laughs> That's uh, cool. It's cool that she did that. No, I think for me, it was just so normal. Like yeah. I'd go to other people's house and be like, oh, okay. Like, this yeah. Art. I mean, like my parents, my parents are wealthy and, um, they like I had my own room and I wasn't allowed to choose anything in there. Oh, I wasn't yeah. allowed to choose the colors. My parents were very like, this is our room. Yeah. Like you, you're staying here for a time. <laughs> yeah. And it was like the, the walls were painted yellow, which is like my least favorite color. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I like pink. You can yeah, see. It, was, it was like looking back at it, I would have friends come over and they're like, Oh my gosh, like your house, like my mom would paint our living room to like, two different shades of purple, but where they intersect, it was like puzzle pieces. That's and amazing. Stuff the wall and just Your like, mom's an artist too. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. That's really cool. But not a professional artist, right? Uh, she's a professional cosplayer. Oh, now. you said that. Yeah. yeah. But, oh. um, she's always been into like art. We have, we'd have like cool little paintings all over and she yeah. would just more of like projects and yeah. like crafts and stuff like that. That's like her it. thing. I mean, I, I feel like that has to make such a big difference to like a young creative, mm -hmm. just the idea that like more things are possible. Like, yeah. I mean, that's, that's really big. Like I, yeah. I feel like I, I learned that like in my twenties cause I was like not raised in like a yeah. creatively safe environment. Um, so tell me more. Like, so you went to the graffiti shop, you like, you painted, tell me what happened yeah. next. Um, so I just started like drawing in sketchbooks and stuff, but I kind of drifted away from it as like a, as like a passion, I just got really into like, I don't know, doing hood rat stuff with my friends in high school and just kind of like lost my, lost my creative drive and stuff. Sure. And then around, um, <clears throat> I think, uh, my junior year going into senior year that summer, my uncle threw like a really cool, like random set of circumstances. The same one that gave me the graffiti yeah. thing was like, Hey, I do this lady's hair. And she's the admissions director at the Art Institute of Dallas. It's an art school. You like art. I could like, Wow. let's all go to lunch and maybe you guys could talk or and something. And that's like so, a high school? Uh, no. Or so this a is college. a college. Okay, yeah. Cool. The Art Institute of Dallas. Is your uncle, is your, so your, your uncle's an artist or he's a stylist um, or? So he's done a little bit of everything. Uh, he was a DJ. That was wow. really fun. He's he would, an artist. Yeah. He's yeah. a DJ. He did hair. Um, he would take me with him to like go DJ and stuff wow. sometimes. And just like, just cool. a really cool influence That's on a lot of like my amazing. clothing style music he would just like kind of show up at my house sometimes as a kid and be like hey i'm kidnapping the 
the kid. We'll, we'll be back later tonight. And he would just That's like, your mom's brother. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm so just he would, guessing because they seem like a, yeah, seems exactly. like a creative family. Yeah. And he would just take me to, I don't know, cool record, underground record shops wow. in Dallas and like kind of open my eyes so that when I was like living on my own and then my friends would want to come hang out, I knew all of the cool little underground oh fun spots to go. I'm like, wow, I never knew this was here. That's like, amazing. Was, like what a great influence and yeah, support. Huge How much older is he than you? Um, shoot. He's like a little bit older than my mom, I think. Okay. Or maybe a little bit younger. So maybe like 20, 20 something years older than you. Uh, he's like 60 something, maybe I'm 31. So like 30, 30 ish years. Yeah. yeah cool. Something like that. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. He just like wanted you wanted to like open your mind. Yeah. Cool. He's a super good influence and, and all of that. So, um, I ended up doing like a, I don't know what it's called maybe like a tour week or something like that when you go and like visit the campus and oh yeah and that kind of stuff and then ended up getting like a little mini scholarship for like an art contest and then wow they were it's a for-profit school so I didn't have to take the SAT or any stuff like that but they were like cool. hey if you want to take out some student loans then like you're free to come here so I just told my parents like yeah this seems legit Wow. Kind of, uh, they're like, all right, like, you can how do that. did you like decide you wanted to be an artist? I mean, like, what what were you thinking before your uncle like told you about the school? Well, I was always doing art, and I was getting to the point where I was like, I've got to find a career path. Like, yeah. football and sports was definitely not working out for me, and art was the only thing that I was ever passionate about and stuff. So I was like, well, obviously, I'll be an artist, and it was kind of brought up. It's like, well, you can't make money really unless you're really good doing like fine art and art galleries, but you can make money as a graphic designer. So right. like, what's graphic design? Yeah. And they're like, oh, here's this graphic design program. So I just kind of connected the dots myself and I was like, all right, sweet. Cool. So it was already settled going into my senior year. So then senior year, I was like, if I'm going to art school, then I need to take a bunch of art classes. So right. I, I filled up my schedule with like AP art, uh, a couple of advanced drawing classes and as the least amount of other classes that sure. I could, so I could like focus on art. And then that's where I met, um, my high school art teacher who was just like a huge, awesome influence, my AP, AP art and drawing two class. Cool. And she was just like super awesome influence for me. Tell me more. Like what, what did she teach you? Like, um, how, how was she an influence? She, she kept it real with me and other people hadn't done that. So she was like, yeah. um, so I would like do a drawing or something and all of my friends and stuff were like, oh man, this is so cool. And she's like, look, I know that you are probably better and I kind of see what you're doing here. And this is like a little bit of low hanging fruit. Yeah. Uh, you can do better. How did this. you take that? Um, at first I was like, oh, what the heck? Like, yeah, this is, that's cool hard. That's stuff. a hard yeah. lesson to learn. But over time I was just like, I, I came to really respect her opinions yeah. and stuff. And she was just like super cool kind of reminded me of like my mom and my uncle a little bit just like yeah. really spunky and then uh she was like for f there was a time when she was like hey next week here's your curriculum I'm going to be out of town um, I'm going to this thing in Miami called Art Basel wow and I was like well what's that and then that opened my eyes again have you ever heard of Art no. Basel it's like a it's like a week-long art is it like a convention it's kind of like a convention slash festival, but it's like throughout a huge section of Miami 
and it's like all of these art galleries open their doors and all these artists from around the world Sounds and art amazing. galleries come in. It's just like a giant, yeah, kind of like a festival convention. And so I was like, what is that? And so learned a lot of new artists from her there and it just kind of opened my eyes. It's like, oh, I've been like drawing anime and that kind of stuff. I want to start doing like really intense, like figurative art yeah. and like contemporary stuff like that. And um, it's so interesting. It was really cool. Like just having your mind open to like what is possible. Yeah. It's such an important step for a young creative. And some, some of us like take to it and we want to know everything. Yeah. And some people get very like kind of scared of those kinds of things or feel like, but I'm already, you know, yeah. I know it's such a, I feel like it's such an important lesson to learn that like the world is enormous Yeah. and like the way that you handle that maybe has a really big effect on like what you end up you know, being able to do. Yeah. I also, I feel the same way about this, like constructive criticism thing, like to have a teacher who is willing to tell you that you mm -hmm. can do better and to do it in a kind way, obviously, yeah. um, yeah. you know, that's, that's lucky. Like that's a blessing to have a teacher like that. And it's also great, you know, for a young mm -hmm. artist to be able to go like, okay, this is, this is trying to benefit me. Yeah. You know? And like my attitude at the time was like, Oh yeah, well, I'll show her. Yeah. And then I would just like really push the limits and she's like, Oh, okay, there you are. Yeah. And then there she's like, is. you think you're trying yeah. to show me, but like, this is what yeah, I wanted you to exactly. do. <laughs> exactly. So how did your philosophies change during that year as an artist? Like, you know, if you think of like your own kind of artistic identity, like, you know, were there new things that you started to be like particularly interested in or like, you know, I don't know, was, was your mind like opening to new concepts or new goals? A little bit more so of like, now that I had done a few really big projects and like I had to sit down and it was had a due date and I had to use like a certain color palette and like I had a little bit more um, limitations, yeah. then it kind of taught me how to do more because before I would just like draw something and when I got bored of it, then I would be done. And that was right. it. I wouldn't finish projects or just kind of like a little willy nilly. But now I was starting to get a lot more structured and I had a lot more uh, drive to like complete a project cool. of like, okay, I want to do like a pinball machine that has graffiti on the inside. And so now I have to research pinball machines right? and like research the color palettes and why do they have such bright colors and all that stuff. So now I was kind of learning how to learn about art. Right. So to speak. That's huge. Yeah, yeah. That's huge. Learning how to learn, learning how to research, learning how, like how to develop your eye. Yeah. I'm sure you did more of that in college. Um, in, in high school, like in that last year when you were prepping to go to college or to go to the Institute, mm -hmm. um, did your, like at that point, did you have any like particular ideas about what medium you wanted to focus on or what style? Um, I got really into alcohol-based markers, so wow, like Prismacolor cool. markers and stuff, because they were just so bright. Yeah, and they weren't messy like paints were. Sure. And I could just like throw them in my backpack and then like pull them out whenever I wanted and draw at the lunch table and then put them up. And um, I kind of started to get more into like graffiti and stuff like that because cool. it was just so colorful and expressive and all that. So. Did what? Did you? Did your peers ha like have thoughts about you like pursuing art like? How did your, how did your friends take it? Um, so I had a lot of different groups of friends. I had like my school friends, like my art, art school or like, uh, art class friends that yeah. I hung out with in art class. And I don't think any of us really knew. We didn't take it like super seriously, but we would just like talk about, Oh, look at this. I like dripping paint and stuff. You were like then, into it together. Yeah. My yeah. other friends just kind of like partied a lot and 
weren't really super into art. They knew that I liked to spray paint. So I would like sometimes spray paint in like somebody's fence in their backyard. But other than that, it wasn't really, I didn't really, it was more of just for me. Yeah. It's something that I think is interesting about creatives. Like I try to tell this to like my, my high school age students and my, you know, early college students, like it's just very different for creatives. Like Mm -hmm. that is one thing that is really quite different. Like if you're a creative in in any medium, in like dance, in music, in acting, you have to like already be pretty, pretty serious when you're like 17, 18, where like if you're going to college to be a doctor, like that's a very serious profession, but like you don't need to already be kind of good at being a doctor. (laughs) Like you're, you cannot give really give a shit about anything when you're, you know, 17, 18. Yeah just get good grades, you know, but like once your homework is done, you're done. And for creatives, it's like, you're never done. Like it's a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and you have to be like invested in it as a teenager, which I think, I think some, I think sometimes that is the piece that like goes wrong for people. Like sometimes the piece that goes wrong is like, they're not motivated enough or like they can't take constructive criticism. But I see a lot of young people who like, the thing that they struggle with is like advocating for their own practice to their friends, to their parents and saying like, no, this is really important. Like I know I'm a kid, but this is different. I like to do this and it's a little bit more than a hobby and all that kind of stuff. Right. It's just, I I find that it's, it can be difficult for parents sometimes and sometimes peers to understand that like for creatives, you really have to have a higher level of commitment when you're little. I mean, if you think about like a, or like, I guess sports are kind of the same way, but for some reason people understand that better. But (laughs) you know, if, if someone's like a a ballet dancer, like you basically have a full-time job by the time you're like 12, you got to be dancing all the time. Or like for someone who does like piano performance, like it's your whole life. Like you're practicing. If you want to be able to like get into a good college, you have to be practicing like six hours a day. And there's a lot of like, and I definitely heard it a lot. Uh, kind of growing up of like, are you sure that's what you want to do? Like you can't make, there's not much money in that. It's just like, I kind of learned early on. It's like, oh, so people really only get into stuff because that's what they can make money. And okay, that's, it's good to know. How did you deal with that as like a teen? I mean, we have such limited perspectives, but I'm still curious about it. Um, I was determined to find a way to merge the two. I was like, I can find some practicality or something. Yeah. Find some way to make money doing art in some way. And that's kind of like, uh, what I started to learn in college cool. of like graphic design and all cool. that kind of stuff. How many years was the program? The uh, college program? It was four. Okay. So four. Like, like a, a regular, normal yeah, degree. Okay. College, it just yeah. wasn't like a public school. Uh, no, it was a, so yeah. it's like a, okay. um, so like most colleges, like if you go to BYU or the U or something, you probably have to like take the SATs and right. submit your grades and like get accepted and all that. Sure. This was just like, open enrollment. I literally had like a little manila folder full of like some anime drawings and like graffiti that I had done. And they just kind of thumbed through it and like, all right, dope. Like looks good. <laughs> cool. So here's how to start your student loans. Here's yeah. how to do, you wow. know, get enrolled in the, like all of the student loan stuff. Here's how to pay for your classes and all that. Like, as long as you can do that, then you're in. Great. So I was like, okay. so what was your college experience like? Like, tell me about it. It was a lot different than what my other friends were going through. Right. Um, I was going to, it was really cool for me, I guess, because now I get to like take the train into the city and mm. like it's downtown kind of. And I'm with a bunch of other artists and, uh, it was just a very unique experience and it was really good to be around a lot of other people that were 
well, I guess not a lot of people. There was a few other people in my classes that were just as passionate about the art side of it Mm -hmm. as I was, but there's also a lot of people that were just trying to like, well, I didn't get accepted into this other school and I can make money as a graphic designer, so I'm just going to do that. So I didn't really care, but um, it was really cool. I found a few other kids that were like really interested in graffiti and we kind of formed a little crew and we're like going out and like tagging walls and stuff like that. What did your teachers think? Like were your teachers like, supportive of that were some of the teachers like no only classic arts like what was the culture Um, like with the like faculty it was a pretty mixed bag cool um i had a few teachers that were really cool that showed us like documentaries about typefaces and like fonts and stuff and at first i was like oh man this is boring but i was like oh they're like really passionate about this stuff and that's really cool to me but then i also had some teachers that were just like yeah you're not going to make much money like trying to put your art in art gallery but if you do uh, brochures for the museum, that's where the money is. Right. So and I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, how did you feel about it? Was it like a philosophical like concern? At first, I was just excited to be there and learning all of this stuff. It's like, all right, this is, I'm using my art and I'm going to learn how to make money. And I was doing a few like painting classes and drawing and that cool. stuff was really fun. But then as it went on, it was just got more into like, here's how to do your taxes as a business. It's which great is, that they taught you that stuff though. At the time, I didn't realize it. And I was just like, yeah. oh, my gosh, they're just trying to turn me into, like, a money machine. And yeah. I got very... Uh, I never learned that at UNT. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know, like, uh, almost radicalized. Sure. Just like, I don't want to be another, like, gear in the, machine. in the machine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's like, I don't want to be another... <laughs> yeah. well, I want to do art. So I was doing a lot of graffiti, and that went downhill really fast. So I was just like, no more of that. I'm just going to sit in my room and draw... And I'm just going to like, I tried to convince my dad to let me drop out of school and just do like iTunes U or like learn stuff on YouTube. And he was just like, no, absolutely not. Yeah. He wanted you to have, you're going to get a degree and that's that. And so I was like, all right, this whole like philosophy, this like wrestling with like being a cog in the machine. Like, did you get that from your parents or was that like a brand new philosophy that you were kind of like a little bit building with your peers? They knew that I loved art. It was kind of more so my dad and he was just like, look. I know that you love art, but you're going to have a family someday and you're about to be on your own. Like you got to be able to pay rent. Like you got to figure it out and whatever, by whatever means necessary, but you need to, having a degree is going to help you out a lot more than it, than it wouldn't, you know? So, okay. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I taught, I like, I feel like about a third of my guests say like, I'm really glad I went to college Yeah. and like the other two thirds are like, I don't know why I did that or I didn't do it. Yeah, I'm glad that I, I mean, went. I have a master's degree and I'm a professor, so like you know which way I went. Yeah, <laughs> I mean I have a. I'm glad it helped out on a lot of resume stuff, and it. I mean, probably the biggest thing was like learning Photoshop and Illustrator yeah. and like Adobe because that um, wildly changed the way that I do art now. Yeah, and uh, and stuff, and it introduced me to a lot of cool people and made a lot of good connections. But as far as like actual learning. I did have a few teachers that kind of like put me off on a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm just like, okay. I don't it's want hard. I mean, it's not cut and dry in a, in a way that I know increasingly like a lot of professions are not cut and dry, but I feel like the arts are like, it's just very confusing. Like, yeah. what is it? What do we actually do? Like, yeah. where do we draw the boundaries between like art that matters and art that's just like serving a function yeah. for someone? That stuff is like, but I feel like for me, like 
you know, going to college, like I definitely had, I mean, the university of North Texas is one of the best jazz studies programs in the world. Yeah. That's what I went there for. And, um, so, I mean, I had a, an exceptional faculty at my fingertips and, um, you know, they certainly like taught me things and like kind of exploded my mind in ways that definitely wouldn't have happened if I had gone yeah. somewhere else or if I hadn't gone to school. Um, but I also agree that like the, one of the best things about it was like the peers, like yeah. watching other artists, my age, like challenge themselves, like find their voice, like try different things, just like testing the boundaries. Yeah. That was huge for me. That was pretty cool. That was one thing that I really liked was that, um, so at the art Institute, it was like, they had a few different things that you could be involved in. So I'm like, it was in an office building. So like on the third floor was graphic design. The fourth floor was animation. The second floor was interior design. So you could like go cool. wander around and like look at, uh, I usually hung out with a lot of animation kids because they were doing the kind of stuff that I figured out I wanted to be doing. Yeah. Or just like drawing cool characters and making cool scenes and had a lot of video game magazines everywhere. And I was like, hey, I know all this stuff. Yeah. But it was really cool to just kind of cross-reference all of that stuff. So then I started thinking like, okay, maybe I can do graphic design in a way that I want to do it. So like if I make a brochure or like I can do magazine covers for video games or design video game covers or like stuff like that. So it kind of helps me try and understand kind of like you said, like I want to make art that's really fun and like expressive and I express myself and all yeah. that. But then also I need to earn an income. So there has to be like a function to it. So like yeah. that's where the whole like I can make brochures or magazines or um, package design or something like that. You so, can do it in a way that feels like yeah. authentic. Yeah, I think I kind of, I take a different approach in my career and like I'm still, I mean, I don't know if you feel this way, but I feel like I'm still trying to figure it out. But Yeah, I, f I feel like I get to a certain point and then I'm like, okay, I figured it out enough that's gotten me here. Now I want to open up a whole new, like a whole kind of like if you're watching a show and then there's like seasons in certain episodes. So I'm like, okay, I'm entering a new season of right. my life and now it's time to learn new things. What can I get myself into? What kind of problems can I create for myself to solve? Like yeah. all of that kind of I stuff. I love that philosophy. I'm like right there with you. Like what kind of problems can I create to solve? Yeah. Like that's very much like, <laughs> how can I stress myself out this time? <laughs> Dude, <laughs> yeah. it's not good. I was yeah. just saying to my husband last night, like, I've, I've never done this before, but I think like I'm 34. So I'm just like a little bit older than you, but, um, I feel like I need, like, I need to do like a creative Renaissance. Like I need to maybe like put a little pause on like all the things I've been doing, which I definitely care about and like, just learn how to sew and like, yeah. you know, I did more visual art when I was a kid. And then yeah. like, I've been focusing more on music since I was, I probably like was leaning pretty much exclusively into music by the time I was like 17. But, um, yeah, just, you know, maybe try gardening, like yeah, something completely, I kind of feel like I need to like yeah. shake it up. <laughs> like, yeah. cause I, I feel like I need to be in a new season, like yeah. feeling a little like stuck. I don't know if you get, you get those or if like when you, when you feel like you need to create yourself a problem, it's because you're feeling a little stuck a little bit. It's usually like for us, um, it's usually, we'll, we'll feel that way. And then we'll take on this giant, uh, like, Hey, we could start doing art classes or we could just have a full blown art conference and like invite all of our favorite artists yeah. to Utah and like, yeah, let's just do that instead. Or like, yeah. 
will approach the city for something like that. Like, hey, instead of us just painting a mural on this wall, let's do a whole festival and we'll invite artists from out of town. And cool. Just always... Uh, I love a project. Make it go above and beyond and then to the point where we're like, what have we done? Yeah. What have we done? I love a project for the same reason because a project has a clear end. Yeah. And I have a really wise friend. I bring this up on the podcast all the time, but she said like, you always want to be like, you always want to have three projects going and you want to be at the beginning of one and in the middle of another and at the end of another, because That's pretty cool. the middle is like, it's devastating. Yeah. <laughs> like the middle where you're just like, what have we done? Like, yeah. and you've gotten a little too far in to stop, but you, the end feels so far away, yeah. but the beginning is so exciting and the end is really exciting. But yeah, yeah. I, I love a project because like it's like you almost have like built in motivation for like that middle part that's like yeah. makes you want to cry. <laughs> it's like it's you've, been a, like you've a lot of more than you can chew. Exactly. A lot of just like, well, we're in it now. The only <laughs> the only way now is forward. So let's just get this done as best as we can. And then we'll start it. We'll I know it well. It's it the same as like your childhood backyard installation yeah. work like there's work in there like yeah. you know you have the idea and that's really fun and like seeing your finished thing is really fun but like digging those trenches is less fun yeah i don't know maybe it's fun when you're a little kid i don't know if i thought about <laughs> it as it was just part of the the process yeah just sure. like for me like you said i never really thought of it like that but it was like a job like i'm out here to work yeah. Like, don't, no, I don't want to eat lunch right now. I'm busy. Like, I'm doing all of this. I'm totally. digging these trenches. And I, I you mean, know. and you, I'm sure, like, the way, well, I don't know, but the way that I think of work as an artist is also, mm -hmm. like, wishy washy. It's like, yeah, I'm like, I'm in the middle of a project and, like, I'm hating this part of it, but also, like, I love the thing. Yeah. It's, it's, it is a weird dynamic when you start <laughs> doing what you love and then you start doing what you love as your job because then it does become work. And so I felt like for me, it was really hard once I started doing art full time. It's like, well, shoot, I used to like do art when I would get home from work, but now this is my thing. So now what am I going to do when I, that's get why I feel like <laughs> I need to like, I need to start doing, I need to yeah. play with some other mediums. Cause I feel like, I feel like I'm working. I feel like it feels like work a little too yeah. often. Yeah. Um, to I me like right that. now. Yeah. So I feel like I need to like, I need to like just nurture my creativity for like yeah. a year. I tried to find a hobby. Like I used to, um, like once I started doing art full time, I started kind of feeling that way of just like, this is a lot of work and it's still fun. But now I'm like doing finances and like business, like all of that stuff. So I was like, Oh, I know I'll play rugby. Like that's a fun extracurricular thing. But then that got too serious of just like, It'll happen when you have this kind of personality. Yeah, like I exactly. talk about this with my husband sometimes too. Like I'll be in the middle of a project and it's like really hard. It's like the mm -hmm. grind of the project. And he's like, I don't get it. Like you can just stop. <laughs> like you, you don't have to do it. Like yeah. no one else is making you do this. And I'm like, you don't understand anything, <laughs> like, but not everyone is cut out to like be their own motivation in that way. Yeah. And that, that is something that I think like those of us that are creatives, it's like, you have to have that vision piece because that's the motivator. It's like the carrot that's dangling and yeah. you're like, but I have to get it. Yeah. I have to do like it. Everything that I do, it, it has to be, I, I can't just like willy nilly just like, Oh, I might just try and I can't either. It's like, nope. That's, it's like, I'm, I'm yeah. an extremely motivated person 
if I want to do the thing. Like, yeah. and then I can be motivated during the stuff that like sucks. Yeah. But if I was working like a regular nine to five, I feel like I would be like the worst employee. I was, I got yeah. fired from many jobs <laughs> because I was like, just like, just like, this doesn't matter. And I don't care. Yeah. I was turning into a shell of a person and it was really affecting me mentally and like emotionally. I'd come home from work and I would just be like all grumpy and like yeah. kind of rude to my wife sometimes. And just like not fun to be around and just having this internal thing. It was just like, should I fake like I'm sick tomorrow? I should yeah. do it. I'm like wake up in the morning. I'm just like, oh, I'm really not feeling well. I'm probably sick, which means I should probably stay home from work. And then I realized like, I'm if I'm depressed. Yeah. It's like, if I'm having thoughts like that, where I'm like trying to figure out how to not go to work, I should probably not do this yeah. because it's just not, it's just not helping anybody. I'm not helping yes. myself. Yeah. I'm like going to work to work for somebody and I'm not definitely not helping them. Yeah. 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 So it was just like this whole, uh, cognitive dissonance of like, well, I need a job. Like all of that stuff. And it's just, it it's tricky. It's tricky. And I feel like if you don't have enough other like creative types in your life, you can feel like a weird alien. Cause yeah. that, it is just a different thing. People just, yeah, it's, it's hard to try and explain sometimes to, to people of just like what I do. And, um, I've had like conversations with my wife before. So she, would ask me like, what is it that you do? <laughs> like when we open the art gallery, she's yeah. like, what do you guys do? Because like people ask me and I don't exactly know like what to tell them. And I'm like, well, shoot, I don't know. I'm, I'm an artist. <laughs> what do she's I like, not well, that, do? Yeah. But yeah, but like, what do you do? I'm like, <laughs> I do art, I guess. She's like, oh, okay. I love it. So, um, I have like one more question about your college time. Yeah. By the time, like around the, you know, during the time you were there, did you, start developing like your own kind of unique style or do you feel like you'd been doing that before? Or like, I'm kind of wondering like more like emotionally, mentally, like in terms of like your own kind of development, like was there anything significant happening during that time? So I had kind of just been pulling a lot of inspiration from a bunch of different sources, but it wasn't really until I, I think I remember my first acrylic painting was like graffiti it was like graffiti pieces that I... But on a canvas. On a canvas, okay. yeah. It took me like three days to do it, which now I could probably bust out in like 30 minutes, yeah. like an hour, <laughs> which is crazy to think about that. Yeah. But I had done that. And then when I moved out for my first time, like moved away from home, I uh, I got a loft with my best friend since third grade. We got a loft in uptown Dallas. And so we were like living the life. I'm like in art school and now we've got this loft. And now I had a specific area in our loft just for making art. Cool. And I was there like 14 hours a day. Wow. I would skip class sometimes just to make art. And the art that I was cranking out, I didn't have a lot of like of the perfectionist like tendencies. I was just making art to learn and yeah. like get it out. Practice. Yeah. And that was kind of where I started to develop a few different like, okay, I really like doing illustrative uh, characters or like blending graffiti into like tattoo type of stuff cool. on my art, but not actual Cause I had a lot of friends in art school that were tattoo artists, but for me personally, I never, I just liked the artwork that they would yeah. have around their booths and stuff, but I was never into like getting a tattoo. Yeah. It's just too permanent. And I'm too like, I'm the same way. Uh, yeah. Like I feel very like 
my I change my mind way too often. Yeah. Like I, my my taste changes too often. Yeah, I did uh, want to be rebellious though, and I get, ended up getting my lip pierced. That was, <laughs> so edgy. That was awful. <laughs> I would see my reflection in like windows and like the mirror and stuff, and just like poser. Just <laughs> so what funny. are you doing? Yeah. I just like, I'll just dye my hair purple sometimes, but it is not permanent, you know, <laughs> but it lets me feel a little like, yeah. like, um, I can explore or something, yeah. but yeah, I also like don't have any extra piercings cause I just, I'm not, I can't commit to it. Yeah. And was there anything like particularly challenging in college or like, you know, I think a lot of us as artists have to overcome like a lot of those kind of like vulnerability like rejection like kinds of things was there anything you were dealing with like that uh at the time? i don't know about like so much the vulnerability because i was pretty like um sounds like you were raised with like really good yeah like a good sense of self not so much questioning my art but as far as college went um staying focused and like showing up to class on time during my homework not yeah. failing because yeah. there was just so many things going on and I was just kind of like living on my own and I was trying to find jobs and stuff. And I was just like, not super into. How were you like making money during that time? Um, just a bunch of different things. I was, I used to work at a moving company called College Hunks Hauling Junk. <laughs> cool. That was pretty so cool. So just not art stuff. Not art stuff. You weren't doing no. like kind of art commissions I mean, or anything like that. Every yet. now and then I would do like a weird one-off thing where I'd make like a hundred bucks yeah. for like doing a little, like designing a logo for somebody or like face painting for somebody's photo shoot or something like that. Like cool. trying to find little stuff like that. But for the most part, it was just like other stuff. Um, I did have a job at an amusement park doing airbrush t-shirts. Cool. And that was kind of a cool change of events. Cause that's where I learned calligraphy. six flags. Yeah. Cool. Six flags yeah. in Arlington. Cool. Yeah. Um, I learned how to use an airbrush and I learned the art of calligraphy of like actual, like, um, line width for your letters and all cool. of that kind of stuff. And kerning. Yeah. All of that. Well, so I was learning that stuff in my graphic design. So it was like a cool merger of like cool. how to space letters out and stuff. But this was like, um, freehand fonts I that I would have to bust out. Like somebody would come up and order a t-shirt with their name. They wanted this, this font and this and now wow. they're going to they're going to go get a corn dog and come back and it needs to be done so oh i would just gosh. like be able to bust out really cool lettering that's crazy and, that's a that's a really cool job yeah, to have definitely in art school and maybe helped a ever. lot i uh i messed that one up though i it just wasn't resp i was a dumb you know college kid and well, just like heaven forbid you know you be in your 20s <laughs> yeah. you be in your early 20s when your brain is literally not yeah. fully developed i messed that one up along with a lot of other jobs that just uh <clears throat> just wasn't responsible wasn't very uh aware sure. i was just kind of like people would tell me all the time especially my parents like you need to get out of la la land and stuff i'm like I'm an artist. Like I need to explore. And, but I really was just kind of, it's aloof. kind of true though. Right. Like it's a little bit of both. Like, yeah. I mean, I feel like I feel the opposite. Like I was like a, I was like a really, really serious student. And I was like a very responsible person in my early twenties. Mm. And like, I never messed up anything. <laughs> um, but then I feel like, you know, I finished my master's degree when I was 24 and then I feel like I had never really like explored. 
Yeah. And then I feel like I, it takes the same amount of time, you know, yeah. like, and yeah, so I never know. I feel like, and I don't know if that's even just for artists. I feel like just as humans, like you have yeah. to have mess somewhere, you yeah. know, you can do it in your teens and your early twenties, or you can do it in your thirties. And it's a little bit less convenient if you do it in your thirties. <laughs> yeah. So you might as well kind of like, you know, push your boundaries and yeah. kind of, you know, imagine when you're in your twenties. But it was good timing to be able to yeah. do that and just kind of explore and stuff. But yeah, I remember just trying to find graphic design jobs while I was in college and it just didn't ever work out. But I, I finally got my first graphic design job uh, a few months after I graduated and I was there for maybe two or three weeks. And like I was doing all of the graphic design stuff okay, but the administrative like yeah. job stuff, like I would send emails without an attachment or I'd send the mm -hmm. wrong file to the wrong person. And it was just constantly messing up. So I got fired from there. Oh no. But my boss had told me, like, hey man, I've seen your sketchbook and the stuff that you work on when you're on break. And it seems like you have a lot more fun doing that. I think you should probably stick to something like that. So I was like, well, shoot. Yeah. What does that even mean? Yeah. How, how That's do you very do it? like, thank you. That's yeah. very encouraging, but now I need to find another so job. So what did yeah. you do? Like what happened? Tell me like, tell me like you can just take us through and I'll maybe like ask follow up questions, yeah. but like what happened in that next, like, you know, decade? Oh boy. So that's, uh, when things really started to change. So, um, I guess I'll start from when I graduated from college. Cause like at this point, I was living back at home. I was trying to find graphic design jobs, but I was feeling depressed because at this point I just wanted to do art, but I needed to find a job and, and all this stuff. So I just kind of took a downward spiral. I was like partying a lot and getting into a lot of trouble and um, just not hanging around very good people. And I kind of lost touch with my artistic side mm. and was just kind of like... Uh, just a drift like floundering. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just kind of aimless. And then, um, I had a friend, I think we were at a party one time and he was just, we were kind of both feeling the same way. He was just like, dude, we got to figure something out. And I was kind of at the point where I was thinking like, I have a lot of really good talents. I'm like in my early twenties and I need to figure out what I'm doing quick yeah. so that I don't like just stay adrift. Sure. And so he was like, Hey man, um, my grandparents live up in Idaho. Let's go camping for like two weeks and just like reset. And I was like, Oh my gosh, that sounds like a great idea. Yeah. So from Texas, we came up to Idaho, we went camping, all this stuff, and then, uh, ended up in Utah and through really crazy. So this is like one of the biggest life changing periods of my life, but, yeah. uh, I ended up meeting this girl that I went to high school with and her dad was a Bishop oh, in wow. the church. Okay. And I'd kind of, talked to my friend's grandparents before and they were asking me like, so what do you want to do like with your life? And I was like, I don't know. I just want to be a good dude. I want to find like a solid set of morals and boundaries that I can like help myself grow. Yeah. And they just like, they didn't say anything about the church at the time, but they were like, well, I'm sure <laughs> you'll find it. Yeah. And then ended up talking. Um, so this girl that I knew in high school, she just kind of knew me as like the party guy and, and all that stuff. But she was like, this is crazy that you're here. Um, you know, how's it going, all of that stuff. And I ended up talking to her parents and told her dad, like, you know, uh, my friend's name is Jacob. It's like me and Jacob are just trying to figure life out. Uh, I just want to be a good guy and 
all this stuff and kind of over all the partying. And he's like, well, let me tell you about this church that I'm a part of. And so they taught me all about the church and gave me a book of Mormon and like wrote their testimony in it and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was just, at first I was just kind of like, Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks. This is kind of weird. But I ended up reading it on the plane a little bit and I was just like, Oh my gosh, this is awesome. Like, uh, this is really kind of what I was looking for. But then I got back to Texas and kind of was just like, uh, that was cool and all, but I don't like at the point I'm at in my life with, and the stuff I'm doing, there's no way I can like go to church and, and all that stuff. Sure. And then he, um, my friend's dad had called me and was like, Hey man, I just wanted to follow up. See if you had like read the book that we gave you and, um, see how you're feeling. You know, there's these guys called missionaries that can, they can come over to your house and teach you about it. And I was like, you know, that's really nice of you, but like, no, thanks. I felt like that was really cool of you guys and stuff, but but I'm all right. Um, he's like, all right, man, well, you know, call us if you need anything. And I don't know how far after, but it was extru- It was very soon, like maybe within a day. I was thinking about that phone call. I was like, you know what? I should call him back and I should like, I should let him know that I want to, I do want to meet with missionaries. I don't know. So I was pulling up to the front of my house and I see two dudes riding there. There they are. Yeah. Riding their bikes <laughs> by the front of my house. And I was like, I don't know why. And I don't know how I knew that they were missionaries. I don't really remember, but I was just like, Hey, like, excuse me. Come were, talk to me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> cool. do, I don't know the rules, but like, do you guys want to sit in my yard and like, tell me about your church? And they were just like, oh my gosh. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, all right, sweet. And so I started meeting with them and then started meeting with the missionaries and learned like, holy cow, like all the stuff that I was going through in my life, I didn't realize that like, you know, this is what I, exactly what I needed at the right time. And there was just too many things happening uh, one after another that I was like, okay, this is not just like a random coincidence yeah. anymore. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to jump on this. So I joined the church, I got baptized and immediately lost all of my other friends. Yeah. So like, how did your parents feel about it? Oh, they were not cool at yeah. first. Yeah. At first they yeah. weren't cool, but, um, I wasn't getting in trouble anymore. I wasn't like randomly coming in at sure. four in the morning all the time. Like, you know, uh, wasn't, calling them to come bail me out of some situations. And so after a while, my mom was like, you seem so happy and just like bubbly all the time. It's like, it's the restored gospel. It's changed my (laughs) life. Like all this stuff. And she's like, yeah, I don't want any part of it. But like, if that's what you want to do, then that's fine. And so shortly after that, she's always been so supportive. So supportive. Um, So that for my art, art wise, that's where I was just like, well, I don't have any friends to party with anymore because they don't Mm want to hang out with me because I'm just like, not as fun as I used to be, I guess, to them. So I'm just going to sit in my room and do art for 12 hours a day while I like try and find a job and all that stuff. And so I really started to figure out a new style and like started cranking out a lot, like picked up a lot of the art that I had done when I was in college, dusted off old paintings and was like, well, now I have time to work on it and stuff like that. And then shortly after, um, that family that had introduced me to the gospel was like, Hey, our neighbor is looking for someone to join his landscape business. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like, you and Jacob can move into our basement wow. and you can have a place to stay. So I was like, holy cow. Mormons are good for that kind of stuff. It was awesome. Yeah. They were just so accommodating. <laughs> and I was like, well, shoot, I guess, you know, fresh start. So I moved to Utah. Okay. And uh, and how old were you? I think I just turned 23. Okay. So this was in 2013 that all of that went down. And then I think we moved here February, 2014. 
Okay. So I'd either just turned, I think I just turned 23. Right around 23. Cool. Cool. So I moved to Utah. I got involved with like some local art galleries and, and stuff like that. Um, our, I had turned my apartment, like part of my room was like now an art studio. So I was back, had my own art studio again, Cool. cranking out art and, um, just able to really have something now to focus on now that there wasn't a whole lot of other distractions and, and all of the, uh, kind of static in Mm -hmm. the background. So I was able to focus and and do all that. So it's pretty awesome. That's great. And then what happened next? Like, how did you get from, you know, from there to like where you are now? Um, so let's see, that was what, 2014. So I was, I had considered going back to school for a master's degree in fine arts and, and studio art at BYU. Okay. And so I was kind of playing around with that idea. Um, I think at this time I knew that I wanted to do art now. I wasn't really looking for graphic design stuff because I was more focused on art, but what's the difference like in your words in my, of graphic design, graphic design, graphic design and art. Um, so for me, art is like, you would hang it on your wall. You would hang it in an art gallery. Graphic design is like functional, functional. Okay. So it's like, uh, it's like the brochures and the pamphlets that you would read about for the art gallery and learn about the artists and all that stuff as to where, um, Art the artist like, in and of itself, it's yeah. like the ends and the means. Okay, yeah. cool. And so, um, oh, sorry. That's okay. Still scrolling. I can, I, it, we can't hear it. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm curious, like, yeah, just kind of how you started the projects that you're doing now. Like, um, when did you get married? Like, do you have kids? Yes, yes. Uh, so 2014, I'd met my wife from the girl that introduced me to the church. Cool. They were like, uh, I think they were like visiting teaching companions or something like that. So we became friends and then, uh, ended up started dating in like October of 2014. And I was like, well, I guess I better find like a serious job cause I'm going to marry this woman and she's amazing. But then, uh, the topic of serving a mission came up oh, and this wow. was, yeah, it was crazy. And so, cause her brother was a Bishop at the time and asked, she was telling him. That's intense to do that when you're older. It was. Yeah. Where did you go? Mongolia. Cool. I have another friend who served there too. In Mongolia? Uh-huh. When? Um, he's the same age as me. So I guess it would have been like 2006. So okay. earlier, but his I've probably seen his pict- Ryan Margetts. I've probably seen pictures of him in yeah. people's like photo <laughs> books and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so I served a mission, learned a lot of really cool art stuff there, made a lot of great connections. Um, but it was good for me to be away from all of that and have, you know, focus on the gospel and not be able to sit down and do art every day mm-hmm. because it made me appreciate it more and appreciate different art forms now that I couldn't just like whenever I wanted to just sit down. But I learned like wood carving and wow. all of these other different forms that I could um, focus on and things like that. So. Um, yeah, I got back 2017, Wow. um, got married shortly after. And then, um, I started kind of that old cycle of like, I want to do art full time, but I need a job. So let me get a part-time job. Yeah. Man, I'm really depressed. I can't do this. I'm going to do art. Yeah. Oh no. 
I'm not making enough money. And so doing that, but then I ended up getting a job doing a virtual reality for, or uh, it was like user experience for virtual reality. So I started doing all this kind of taking a different path. Uh, I got into UX design at a place in Provo called Dev Mountain. So I was like, okay, this is going to be my path now of just like functional things. Art is fun and all, but I'll just like do that when I can, but I need to do something creative that's going to, you know, UX is still creative. So yeah, yeah. it was cool. It's like cutting edge and designing apps and all that stuff. So I felt like it was pretty secure as far as the job stuff goes. Cause now I was married. I had a child. I think we had Arlo. So I have two kids, a four-year-old and a one-year-old Arlo is my four-year-old Arlo boy. Arlo is such a cute name. Um, it's from my wife's grandfather's name, I think. And then Naya um, is our one-year-old daughter. She's just like the cutest little girl ever. I love it. But uh, This so is... We, oh, go ahead. Well, um, I was just going to say, yeah, we had Arlo, and then... So now the pressure was on. Right. I was just like, I can't really just like... A ton of pressure. Sit in my basement and do like watercolor illustrations and... Yeah. Oh, should I start an Etsy store? Like all of that stuff. I was like, yeah. this is not enough. I've got to like start, you know, doing some crazy uh, income. Some problem solving. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. What did you do? Um, I just did everything. Um, I think... So I was doing a little bit of fine art at this time. Um, mainly like... Um, most of my income was coming from jobs. And then when I would get home or on my days off, I would spend it all day in my studio. Cause we had a, I had a studio in my, um, in the first place that we lived, but then I had to, then we had our child. So I had to, we studio turned that. Studio becomes a nursery. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, I was just trying to do anything and everything. And then like doing, you know, kind of one-off art shows. I was doing like, um, Fizz, Fre- Fizz Fest and Daybreak where, you know, it's like a couple hundred bucks here to paint a mural or something like that. So yeah. just like a few little odd jobs here yeah. and there. And then um, my first really big project where I gained a lot of traction was the tunnel mural in Daybreak. Cool. And so that came about, I was just riding my bike through the neighborhood and just thinking like, I need to be a lot more proactive with yeah. my art and stuff if that's what I'm going to be doing so I just remember riding around and I was taking pictures of all of these blank walls and yeah. I saw the tunnel and I was like man this would be awesome really cool if I could paint a paint a mural in here so and who's a we um so what do you mean well you said like if we could paint a tunnel like who's we well at, uh so at first it was just me okay if, if I could paint a tunnel in this because I know you have like a, a partner that you work yeah. with now but you weren't uh, so, hooked up with him yet a little bit. Okay. So he had reached out a few times of just like, hey, um, I'm an, a mural artist. And if you ever need help, you know, painting a mural or doing anything, just hit me up. And so I had called him a few times to do some other projects. Like we did the Salt Lake Autorama and like painted some murals there and stuff. But at this time, it was mainly just me. And so I was like um, riding around. I saw this tunnel, took pictures of it, went back, took measurements made a whole proposal. Like yeah. I asked people in the community on like my fa- the daybreak Facebook page, like, Hey, what would you guys think if I painted a mural? And then a lot of people in the comments were like, Oh, that would be so awesome. So I took screenshots of all of those. Wow. Put those into my proposal. That's great. And then like emailed, uh, as many people as I could 
at daybreak and it's like, Hey, I'm going to do this thing. And they were like, at first they were kind of like, well, we're not really looking to do that right now, but maybe in the future. And then they hit me up a couple months later of like, Hey, we have this awesome idea for a project. We want to paint this tunnel. Would you be interested? And I was just like, that was my idea. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you guys sure. <laughs> That's and I kind of didn't think about it, but I was just like, they're not, you know, I don't think they really want to do this. So if they asked me, how much is it going to cost? I think in my proposal, I'd said like 17,000, which for me at the time was like an outrageous number. Yeah. And they were like, well, we can't give you 17, but we'll give you 10. Wow. And so I was like, on the outside, I was just like, yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. That sounds, that sounds pretty fair. I think that can work. But in my head, I was just like, oh my gosh, like a $10,000 project. It's, it's That's happening. huge. Like, yeah. Cow. And so, uh, is it still connected or your headphones still? Do you need me to replug them in? Hello, hello. Nope, I'm good. You got it. Okay, awesome. Um, but yeah, so they were all about it. Um, I started working with the Arts Council to plan out the artwork. And then, wow. um, yeah, started painting. And then Brigham, my business partner now, but at the time he was just a really good art This is the guy? Yeah. The, this the is one my... who was like, hey, if ever you need. Okay. Exactly. So I hit him up and I was like, hey, man. I'm painting this giant mural and I could really use your help. And so we started hanging out. And then before I was done with that, that's when the art gallery stuff started to happen. Yeah. And that's like when that started to slowly spiral out of control in a good way. Yeah. Um, I had a, so at this time I was like, man, there's a lot of good that can come from being proactive yeah. of just like self-starter, whatever. So I started like, following a bunch of local coffee shops on Instagram and all of this stuff. And I followed one and I like made a note to reach out to him, but he actually reached out to me first. And wow. I was like, Hey, um, I own a local coffee shop and I'm looking to hang art from local artists. Are you interested? And I felt really good about it that I was able to say like, you know, I'll come check it out and see if it's a good fit. As to where before I was just like, yeah, every, saying, yes grab, to everything. Yeah, yeah. saying yes to everything. But this time I was like, you know, I'll see if it's a good fit. I'll come check it out. And so while I'm in the shop meeting with him for the first time, he was like, you know, you should talk to the landlord. He's a really cool guy. I think you guys would hit it off. And so I talked to the landlord and he was like, yeah, we've got this vacant space around the corner. Um, you should come check it out. And, you know, maybe you could do like a little pop-up thing or something like that. So I was like, cool. all right, yeah, cool. So we started a gallery in the first, in the coffee shop. And at this point I told Brigham, I was like, hey man, you and me are going to like start an art gallery. Like we're business partners now. Cool. And, um, we had both gone to look at the vacant space around the corner and our landlord was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's been vacant for a while. You guys can maybe put some art in the windows. And we kind of just like, nah, dude, if, uh, if we are going to do this, we want to turn it into a full blown, full blown art gallery. Like he was like, Oh, that's even better. Like, cool. okay, cool. Wow. So we met with a business mentor um, really cool guy. Um, and he was just like, you could offer him a really cool deal where maybe instead of paying rent, since you're a new business, instead of paying rent, you just do like 20% of your sales every month. And then you could have him give you like five grand to start up to buy furniture and all that stuff. And wow. so learning all of that stuff in such a short amount of time wow. just really was like, Oh, there's like, we can do whatever we want. We can yeah. literally just do whatever we want. Cool. <laughs> and, and how long ago was this? This was a little bit over a year ago. Okay. So this was kind of recent. January, February of 2021. Okay, cool, cool. And so, yeah, what's happened with it? What's it called? All Caps Art Gallery. Okay, okay, um, cool. So mm -hmm. 
it spiraled out of control in a really good way. Um, we were doing art shows, we were doing pop-ups, uh, like vendor booths and stuff, Cool. making t-shirts. We had a bunch of merch. We were creating a bunch of art prints, all of this cool stuff. We started an art night where we do art night every Thursday. We wow. invite anybody to just come and chill and hang out. That's so we awesome. created this really cool community that we felt like was missing here in Utah. Yeah. And a lot of people hopped on board really wow. fast. Like we had a lot of, you know, made a lot of really great that's uh, so cool. Long lasting friends that were yeah. just started from art night or they would come to an art show or something like that. And so I think around maybe August, um, that's when the city of Midvale reached out to us and they're like, Hey, we saw that you guys have an art gallery here in Midvale and that you've worked in daybreak. We want to talk. So we're like, all right, cool. cool. Like, let's chat. And so they'd reached out and uh, so somebody from the city of Midvale from the redevelopment agency came and said, Hey, we, uh, we want to start an arts district in Midvale and we think you guys would be great to help us. Let's do a few small projects. So we had like built them a mural cube with like, it's like this giant box uh, of eight by eight panels and you wow. paint a mural on each side. Cool. So we did a few small projects like that and they're like, we want to do something cool to like activate the street. And then that's when we came up with like, well, let's do a mural festival. Cool. Not only a mural festival, let's do an art conference too. Oh my God, I and love like, it. It just kind of like, we were kind of on this role of like, we kind of learned how to be unstoppable yeah. or like not unstoppable. I don't know if that's the right word, but just like anything, like literally anything that we wanted to do. It's that vision thing again. Yeah. Yeah. But now it wasn't just like our head in the clouds, like dreaming. Yeah. Now that we were like legitimate, we had a business license, we had an LLC, all this wow. stuff. We were, the the time it took to start a cool idea to like execute was getting a lot shorter. Cool. Just like, oh, that'd be cool if we like, you know, could invite our favorite artists to come and like give TED Talks at a conference. Yeah. It's like, shoot, let's just email them. Yeah. And out of 14 artists that we've like looked up to like for years and years and like celebrities in our world. Yeah. Only two of them. One of them didn't respond. And one was just like, I'm not into public speaking, like no yeah. thanks, but all the rest were just like, Hey, that sounds great. That's awesome. I'd love to. And so we're like, Holy cow. Like we can literally do whatever we want. And Utah does and, need that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have like thoughts or like, I'd love to hear you talk about like what it feels like or what it means to you to like be doing this kind of like service in like this particular community. It feels great. I think for us, um, for Brigham and I, it's not like we just are kind of doing it. It's kind of like going back to the the thing like when I was a kid of like drawing. I'm just like, well, I don't really know why why we do it. It's just yeah. it's just who we are. And so being able to do that for the community, there's a lot of uh, good that's coming from it. But I don't know if we're necessarily doing it because we feel like sure. the community is like lacking in these areas. So let's mm. bolster. It's just like, Hey, it'd be really cool if we yeah. did like a, I don't know. Do you notice it having an effect on the community? Oh, huge. Like what, yeah. what do you see? Um, well, a lot of our friends are now starting to just ball out and like thrive. They'll come to art night and be like, Hey, I just opened a business bank account and, um, that's the first step. And then like a month later, we've like connected them with our landlord and now they're like running a space down in Provo doing their own like screen printing boutique or something. We just did a mural festival, which was a lot harder than the conference was because for the festival, 
there was a lot of like logistical things where we thought we were able to just pick the people that we wanted to paint the murals, but we weren't. So the people that did get to paint, they had to go through a very strenuous process, but a few of them were our friends that have never painted a mural before that we were able to help them out. And they were just like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Yeah. For us, it's, it's really cool to watch um, people grow that like they would come into art night, like a long time ago and not really, um, you know, not really have a solid idea of what they wanted to do or something. And then we're extremely passionate about what we do. So, if somebody's like, yeah, I've, I thought about like starting to sell my art or something, then yeah. we'll just like cut in. And, you want to help? Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's huge. It's just kind of like who we've become of just like, oh, okay, cool. Like here's how you sell your art and here's how to negotiate prices wow. and here's how to like do this. And then sometimes we have to like, all right, let's calm down. Like <laughs> we didn't ask you, you enough questions. Get, like, yeah, you exactly. want to get like into everyone's things. Well, cause it's been so great for us and it's so fun and it's really fun to watch other people. Totally. Do, that, do that same thing. So we want to just like, do you have thoughts about like why public arts are like are valuable to a community or like why are like, what are, what are your kind of thoughts about why it matters? Do you mean like as far as murals and stuff? Anything. Yeah. But I think part, whatever you want to talk about is what I want to hear. So yeah. the reason that we like to do murals and we've done a lot of research and had to do a lot of research for, um, our festival in Midvale, but they just like, um, as far as the arts go, it just like brightens up an area. It helps people understand that like art isn't just, uh, it doesn't have to be a certain way. It can literally be anything. So we had all these different artists come and do all these different styles of murals. And I guess our hope is that some kid sees it and it's like, whoa, I didn't even know that people could do that. I didn't even know that this type of art was a thing. Now I want to go yeah. research and, and stuff like that. So. I think Utah, I mean, everybody, everywhere gets this problem, but I think Utah has, is, is it at a particular kind of risk of getting narrow-minded about those kinds of things? Mm -hmm. um, you know, just because in a lot of ways, it's kind of a homogenous place compared to other places, like certainly compared to like Dallas, you know, yeah. there's a lot less diversity here. And, and when, when you're not um, forced to see diversity it can be easy to think that it doesn't exist. Yeah. So I, I, I love talking about the ways that art is kind of like a, it's a, it's a tool. It can be a tool that helps us like un understand each other better. Yeah. Do you feel, do you see that happening? Yeah, absolutely. I think for us, that's one, one thing that we really wanted to do starting out, like with our gallery was make it a spot where somebody from LA could come in and be like, and that, that was actually one of the biggest compliments was that somebody came in and was like, oh, this kind of reminds me of yeah. such and such in LA. And we're just like, yes. Yeah, that's huge. Like making it somewhere that's different. It's unique. People haven't really seen that kind of stuff before, but it's mainly just the stuff that we like that yeah. we weren't seeing in other places. Yeah. So we kind of could pick and pull a little bit, but we made it... Um, you know, exclusively like our own tastes, like graffiti and streetwear and cool. anime and all of this cool stuff. And we've started to attract all the other people that weren't able to find that stuff either. Right. And they found it. And then now it's cool to see people that have um, other artists that have kind of come out of hiding and made connections with other people at one of our events or art yeah. night or something. And now they're off doing their own their own cool projects and things like that. Do you that. notice so, it affecting like the public, like non-artists or like do you have thought do you have like thoughts or like kind of um, dreams about like i don't know how it could change like 
the people? It was cool during the mid, uh, the mural festival in Midvale, seeing like residents walking up and down the street of like, man, I've lived here for, you know, 30 years and we really need something like this. Like, yeah. I don't necessarily like all of it, but I could appreciate it and stuff. I'm like, all right, yeah, that's we'll, huge we'll take though. It. Like, I mean, I love um, that. Of just being able to kind of like spice up the neighborhood a little yeah. bit and like make it a new, um, a new environment. It's a great way to make community. Like, I don't know. I think we like, we throw around this word community a lot, mm. but it's really easy to forget like what it actually means and what it means like to be sharing a space with other humans. Yeah. And I feel like it's something that could be and should be like really beautiful and really special. And like who, you know, just by proximity, like who are we near yeah. in terms of proximity and like, who are we as a people? Like, how do we take care of each other as a community? Like, what do we stand for? And I don't know. I feel like having art, like it's, it's the kind of thing, like having a beautiful mural or a really striking mural in your community. I feel like it's the kind of thing that people are proud of. Everybody knows about it. I don't know. It's for the it, most part. I mean, you definitely yeah. get some haters sure. that just like, there will always be Scrooges. Yeah. And it's not even about the art. It's just people that want to be heard or like want to feel like they have a voice or, or something yeah. like that. But at least they're talking about it. Sure. So yeah. that's kind of, a, that's kind of our perspective. At least they're coming out of their little hole yeah. at least to they're be rude. Engaging. Yeah. <laughs> um, so the podcast is called Artifice and partly because it's a cool word, which is what I always say, but also partly because I just think that like what we do as artists is misunderstood. We have like unique perspectives, like the things that we do. Um, I think, I think lots of times people like to ask questions about the art and not as much about like the artist and like, what mm -hmm. are they doing? And like, how are you doing it? And um, do you have any, like any thing that you want to talk about in terms of like, what it means to be an artist, like, you know, just anything kind of philosophical that you're like into about art or creativity or like identity. Uh, oh man. I know it's like a big question. We could also like try to narrow it down. <laughs> I guess just right off the bat, I, I love telling people and it's, it's very generic, but like you can literally do whatever you want. Like and you, you mean can, that perm like, Across yeah. the board is, I mean, obviously there's some yeah, caveats you can like do, don't hurt people. Well, yeah, <laughs> uh, like within, I mean, like creatively, creatively. or like, okay. that's um, what I was wondering. Cause like, like we've gone and talked to high school kids and stuff like that. And they're just like, well, should I go to college? Should I not? And I went to college and I got a bachelor's degree in graphic design. My business partner did not go to college and we're both at the same level yeah. right now. And so talking to these kids that are like, they have probably have it ingrained of like, oh no, like I need to go to college. We don't want to be the guys that show up and like, Hey, we're these cool edgy artists that do graffiti. Like you don't need to go to college. Just, yeah. you know, but the teachers are like, well, they need to hear that, that like, you know, one of you has gone to college, one of you hasn't. Yeah. And is, if you're motivated and I guess that's what I should say. If you're disciplined and you are like, you have that kind of drive, then you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Because for us, it was like, we've learned time and time again that we weren't setting the bar high enough mm -hmm. or we were like set out to do something. And it was almost not too easy, but like we did it yeah. and it was like, yeah. all right, that was cool. Like, what can we do now? We did that. And that was pretty easy to do or like maybe not easy, but it was manageable. What can we do now? 
all right, let's go paint a mural with Midvale. Or better yet, let's have a full-blown mural festival with all these different artists and we'll fly some in from out of town. We'll have cool. some that have never painted before. Let's do that. Okay. That's and then so we beautiful. work on the logistics and it's like, well, shoot, we did that. That was, what, what was next? What's extremely bigger? stressful in a lot of fronts. And, you know, we learned a lot, but we did it. Yeah. And it's just kind of like telling people, because we've talked to people before that are like, well, you know, I'd like to do that, but that's just not me. Like, well, why? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just, the way I grew up and just blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, you can't, if you're going to hang out with, with us, like don't come with any excuses because we'll, yeah. we'll try and like coax it out of you to follow yeah. your dream and like all of that stuff just because we know the benefits of it and we've done it time and time again. And it's so cool to watch people like succeed at what they love to do. Yeah. 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 The world is a big place and there's, yeah. there's lots of pathways. I think, you know, the arts are, it's, it's tricky, right? It's tricky yeah. to be an artist. It's you're, 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 it's not going to be maybe as easy to get health insurance or like, you know, if you're self-employed, but, yeah. um, but yeah, I mean, I think the thing that my guests like say over and over is like, I would be so miserable if I was doing anything else. Oh my gosh. Which is yeah. just like, it's the most important thing. I'm to the point where I literally could not picture myself doing anything else. Yeah. Like, I just can't even yeah. fathom like what it would be like to, to Yeah, do. it's like, yeah, I can I can do something else and like everything about me will kind of die or yeah. I can, you know, hustle like doing this mm -hmm. other thing. Um how how do you like uh encourage creativity with your kids? I guess mostly your son cuz sounds like your daughter's a little too young maybe. Nope. Nope, not too uh, young. I made that mistake. <laughs> I gave her some crayons one day and just to like color on some paper and within 20 seconds it was on the table on the chair on the floor everywhere so she's still a little young to grasp the concept but she definitely loves she's doing interested that. in it yeah but with my son um it's awesome he loves to paint he loves to draw he has like a little boogie board thing that you can just like draw on and erase so he's always drawing on that i've brought him to the gallery with me a good handful of times to uh like when i'm working on a project or something and i'll set him up like a little station and he'll just you know all right arlo here's some watercolor paper and some wow. water here's how you dip it in the water and all that stuff just like go for it wow. it has been hard for me sometimes to be like no you're supposed to hold your brush this way or yeah. like you don't need so much water but i'm just like nope i'm just let him do his thing and he's like look dad i drew a castle with a dragon and uh you know he's like cutting grass just like you do at home and on the paper it's just like a bunch of like crazy squiggles and stuff yeah. but to him it's just cool to see his imagination work wow. and i'm like I was that way. Like, it's cool to I love it. kind of see myself, my own creative self in his uh, little brain. Yeah, know? that's amazing. Is your wife creative too? So she's a teacher. She's creative, creative in her for yeah, sure. in her own ways. Like, she'll say that she's not sometimes, but then I'll like listen to her when she's teaching a class and she has these fun ways of like coming up with Cute. little games so that kids can learn how to say words better yeah. and like all that kind of stuff, so... Yeah, it's something I like to talk about on the podcast a lot of like the idea that like obviously I care a lot about the arts, but I care mm -hmm. about creativity more like yeah. and creativity doesn't belong to artists. You know, creativity is mm -hmm. all over. I do think that, you know, artists maybe understand something about creativity that's like yeah. a bit unique or like we 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 understand creativity in in some kind of a way. And I, I love the idea that like people who aren't artists can, you know learn things about creativity and yeah. like I said before my whole like 
my whole like MO is like, how can we use creativity to like understand each other better and be like better, more responsible members of like a global human family and take better care of each other. It's, I mean, it sounds like you're doing the same thing. Um, do you, what are your, like, what are you going to do next? What are your, what are your goals? What are your visions lately? So we, over the past, like six months, we kind of stepped away from doing art shows at the gallery because we're doing so many big projects, but it kind of got so out of control that we noticed as artists personally, we weren't doing a whole lot of art. So we were like, we got to get back to doing that. We got to get back to doing murals ourselves. So we're actually moving into a new studio space downtown and it's going to be strictly like a workspace studio setup. Um, kind of moving away from showing art in our own gallery, but using other venues to kind of like curate fun art shows. Like this past weekend, we just did an event with uh, Little Cities Inc. in downtown in the Granary District where they gave us a shipping container and we just like painted little murals in there and then did uh, like hung some artwork and made a cool installation Mm -hmm. for an event. So doing more stuff like that kind of on the side, but getting back to our roots of like doing art ourselves and uh, painting a lot of murals and, and stuff like that. Do you want to say anything about like your own, the art you're making lately? Do you want to like describe it or like? It's always been kind of hard for me to describe mainly because like, I guess if you were to look at it, if you were to look at my art, it seems like it's constructed or done in a way that it's like, like I'm trying to say something or, or stuff like that with like the smoke and all that. Yeah. But Really, I just think it looks cool. Like, it does look it's, cool. It's hard it's, to explain that in like a professional sounding way, but like I just do what I do because I think it looks cool and it's really well, fun. It looks to me like it's like a, there's like a fantasy element. There's like an yeah. otherworldliness. Like you get to include like shapes and curves and colors that like, mm-hmm. but it's still figurative. Yeah. Which and seems cool. Maybe there, maybe I am trying to say something or, or something in a, on a conscious level, I don't Maybe know. You don't know what it is yet. Yeah, yeah. and my subconscious like <laughs> knows all the details and like, oh, it's expressing the creative void or yeah, I don't know something yeah. like that. But for the most part, it's just like it's fun for me to paint and and draw all that stuff, and so that's just what I cool. do. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to say? Um, I don't think so. It's been really fun to try and like explore the depths of my brain with all of these fun questions. <laughs> oh, good. Fun. So glad. I don't ever like sit down and think about this stuff. Cause I'm always just kind of in, in work mode. I have a really cool, uh, model of a dirt bike on my shelf, on my desk. And it's just kind of reminds me that I'm always just like, Oh, let's do this other, Oh, let's do this project. Or like, let's reach out to the mayor and do, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. Like, that's how my brain is always just revved up. And I love and it. Well, so. that's the kind of stuff that I feel like artists don't talk about that much. Like we talk about the projects we're doing, but not the fact that like your brain is just like looking yeah. for things all the time. Like all the time. It's, it's so fascinating to me. I think probably one of the most fun things for me is like once I unlocked from that tunnel mural of just like, okay, I set out on my bike to go look at pictures of walls to paint. And now here I am, like, you know, when I'm actually in the tunnel painting, I was like, wow, there's a lot that can be done from just like doing what I want to do. I want to paint this tunnel. Okay, I'm going to figure out constructively how to work with the community and paint this tunnel. And then I did it. And it's like, once I learned how to do that, then we 
you know, did the conference, like, oh, that sure would be cool to be sitting in a room with all of our favorite artists that we've looked up to for years. Yeah. And then fast forward to when we're all sitting, you know, yeah. you know, these people that I've looked up to for years and years, now we're all friends and they're just like, man, this was a great event. We got to come back to Utah. So I'm like, man, I can really do whatever I put my mind to. So yeah. now it's now the hard part is figuring out what do I want to do? Yeah. Like, what do we, what's going to be the most benefit to the community? What's going to be the most fun for us? And like figuring all that stuff out. That's really cool. And I, I, I think it's cool that like you have both perspectives, like you didn't grow up here, you didn't grow up Mormon and now you understand like, you know, LDS culture too. Mm -hmm. I, I'm not LDS anymore. I'm like the opposite of you. I grew up LDS and now I'm, now I'm not, but and I didn't grow up here. I grew up in Arizona and then went to school in Texas. And like, I moved here because my husband's from here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see so much fear like in our community, like, yeah. I, um, and I can understand part of it. Cause I, I grew up LDS. Like I understand some of these things, but you know, I just, I feel like there is a lot of fear. There's a lot of like fear of anything other. Um, and it's, it's, it's great. Like, I'm really excited to hear about anybody who's doing work here that, you know, can, I don't know, hopefully help people realize that like people that are not LDS or not from Utah are like not so different or so scary. Yeah. <laughs> like there's, there's plenty of like, um, I don't know, like that, like that things that are different are like, there's, there's a beauty in that. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't have to be like something that's a threat, you know? Yeah. I think, for us personally, like when we started the gallery, we decided early on, like our only focus is going to be on the art yeah. and whatever the art brings, but it's not because there are some organizations and like, um, especially within the arts here in Utah that are very like leaning one way or the other. Yeah. And like for us, it's like, that's cool that they have the art, but now it's like the artwork that they're doing is now being overshadowed by their political beliefs or like, yeah. uh, religious or lack of religious beliefs. And they're just very like radicalized one way or the other. So we're like, all right, like we're friends with everybody yeah. that is friends with the arts and that's our thing. And it's right. gotten a lot of, uh, like a lot of people from church are now interested in like, they'll come to my art right. events and stuff. And, um, for me, it's like, it's pretty normal, I guess, just because I guess I didn't grow up in the church and, yeah. and all that kind of stuff. I'm and sure you have a different perspective. For me, like art is art. And it's kind of the mm -hmm. same with like racial issues. Like I've been invited to do like the Black Lives Matter murals and stuff like that. And I just try and stay away from, from all that because like my views are my own and I don't want to mix my art with sure. that because for me, the art is like the pure part of it. That's the yeah. fun part of it. And to now do it for a, a cause that's going to make people feel one way or another. And that's involved in like the new, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I just try and stay, sure. stay clear away from that. Like I'll talk to people about it, but as far as my art's concerned, that's the one thing that I want to protect from all of that. Mm -hmm. And it can get, um, I don't know. I feel like it can get confusing. Uh, it's definitely confusing. I, I mean, I deal with, I deal with similar things like, yeah, I feel like I'm always, I'm, I know that my main goal is like, I know that what I care about more than anything mm -hmm. is like just people. Like I just yeah. care about people. And I, I love the idea that like art can be something that like is kind of educational. Like, you know, if people care about you from church and they're coming to your gallery and then they're like seeing things that they haven't seen before. And they're maybe like, 
um, you know, kind of teasing apart the connotations that maybe they have about street art or like, yeah. you know, these kinds of things, that's, that's building a branch, you know, that's like, that's, it's education, like whether or not that's what you're meaning to do. Like yeah. it's just is going to happen. Cause you know, when there's like, when there's care given and attention given to something unfamiliar, it's, it's like, you know, wise people say like, you can't hate someone up close. And, yeah. and so like just bringing people into a space you know, then people find kind of like room in their hearts and their minds for like something that maybe they didn't understand before. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really hard to know like what the best way is to do that. You know, I feel like yeah. people who are more radicalized in either way, they're probably trying to do something kind of similar, but like just have different, different experiences, yeah. you know, like, but I think like, the way that I feel about it is like, I'm just curious about what everybody's doing. Yeah. Like what, no matter what someone's doing, I want to know, like, why are you doing that? Like, what does it mean to you? Like, how does this thing look through your eyes, yeah. through your perspective? Cause like, you know, if I don't get it from my perspective, like I'm probably, it doesn't necessarily mean I'm wrong, but I'm probably mis uninformed, misinformed, uh, not informed enough, you know? Yeah. There's just so much out there. And I feel like, um, for us, it's been a really good, uh, way of kind of like you said, like learning about other people Yeah. and like, especially living in a foreign country for two years definitely yeah. helped a lot of just like right. learning how to learn about people and like their different experiences and backgrounds and stuff. And that's again, why like when it comes to like political things or like, um, I'm pretty open about like my religious beliefs and, and things like that, but I don't like to make people feel uncomfortable Yeah, just how I wouldn't want someone else to make me feel uncomfortable. And we like, let it be known. Like sometimes we'll be at art night and the conversation will kind of drift towards like, well, the Democrats are doing this type of thing or something. And we're like, Hey, like, yeah, we don't, we don't do that here. We're like, about people. And, yeah. We're yeah. about art. Like we don't want to like cut off anybody's, you know, creative spark if that's what you're about yeah. but like if it's gonna ruffle feathers like we are not about that sure. we just want to focus on the art let's talk about art that you know ruffles feathers like let's do that yeah or like, and like what does it mean like what's yeah, it doing exactly yeah that's always my i always want to know like what does what does this mean to you like yeah what does exactly. this mean to the person who made it what does this mean to the people who like it and what does it mean to the people who don't like it like how are you seeing it yeah. like you know, what, what is this triggering for you? Like, it's just, it's interesting. And art, art is a great kind of meeting point to discuss like, you know, different perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Um, okay. I like to ask everybody at the very end, two questions. Okay. Number one on this day, what's your dream collaboration or like your dream project? Someone, or you could build a team. It doesn't have to be one person, but what are, what is someone or, or some, you know, a group that you'd love to work with? Uh, any Olympic team. Cool. Wow. Any U S Olympic team. We might be doing something like that in the future, but, uh, USA rugby, I'd love to do a collaboration with like the USA rugby team or like pretty much any USA Olympic team or any Olympic team for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. And then finally tell everybody where to find your, your work. Uh, cool. Uh, Elias Lorenzo art on Instagram is where I'm most active. Let's spell it. A-E-L-I-A-S-L-O-R-E-N-Z-O art. Okay, and, and that's then, Instagram. That's on Instagram. And then also all caps art gallery. 
cool. So it's A L L C A P S Art Gallery. And is the mural festival happening again? Like, is it the kind of thing that does that have its own like handle or? Uh, I'm not sure. That's just Midvale City. Okay. Um, so you can find all the cool stuff there. We'll probably do it again next year. Cool. Maybe. Just cool. In Midvale again or like, mm-hmm. cool. Depends on some logistical things awesome. and, and stuff like I that. I would love was, to see more murals. It was a lot of work. I would, I would love to see but, more. I would love to see more art everywhere. I mean, we definitely plan on doing a lot of murals around town ourselves and branching out. And Cool. We have friends now in like Denver and LA that are like, oh, if you're ever in LA, hit me up and we'll get you a wall. So Wow. Yeah, I would love stuff. to see more of that like here. Like yeah. I even just, you know, drive a couple miles north, uh, south to American Fork and there's tons of murals there. Yeah. And there are no murals here. In, uh, in Lehigh, in Highland, like there's no murals here. I, I think people just don't, uh, there aren't a whole lot of people like Brigham and I that just will like go into businesses and be like, Hey, hello, uh, ice cream store. It looks like you have a really nice blank wall. Yeah. We'd love to paint a mural on it, but there's a hard, uh, cause sometimes businesses are like just starting out or like cause yeah. of the pandemic or whatever. It's like, yeah, it'll be like $8,000 to paint yeah. a mural. And they're like, oh, okay, never mind. Or some of them will be like, wow, $8,000. Okay, cool. I'll take three of them. But they have to be this, this, and this way. And right. like, oh, so it's like a good balance. But um, yeah, it's just. Well, num- I would love to see some here. <laughs> we're working on it. Okay. We're, we're Now that we've done the one in Midvale, we kind of have a, a proof of concept. Right. Like business model that we can now like go to Lehigh. Or That's what to, I was thinking. Like take uh, the festival to like Sandy, different cities. All these different cities now. That's yeah. a great idea. I feel like Utah needs it. Yeah. And it's weird too. Cause like the culture of the people here, like people here are very creative. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the, like it's one thing that I, that I love about like the, my LDS heritage, even though I'm like not in the church anymore is like just the culture of like crafting and creating yeah. and being like self-sufficient. Like all of that stuff is in the people, you know, yeah. we're just not, we're just not accustomed to seeing it on walls, yeah. you know, but it's getting there. It's getting I would love a to lot see more, more traction. And it's like the more murals you do, the more murals you get to do in the yeah. future. Cause people think it's going to be a certain way. And then they see something completely different. Like, Oh, I want more of that. Yeah. You know, so I love it. Cool. I love it. Well, thanks so much for coming to talk with yeah, me. I appreciate it so me. much. It was lovely. Yeah. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.